Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Continuing spring practice coverage, and now we get to hear from probably one of the Probably one of the position groups we were looking forward to seeing the most uh, this spring and, and jump and they jump in improvement, and that is the linebacker room. We get to hear from inside linebacker coach Jay Bateman, get to hear from Ventrell Miller and their thoughts on the linebacker room. We also get to hear from offensive lineman Kingsley Eaglecon. He got to speak to the media, so we go back a little bit to the offensive line. We heard from some you know, coaches and position uh, and, and players from that position group so far this spring, but we'll here, even more from that ever so important group. Uh, another group we're looking to see a big jump in production uh, and kind of shifting the depth chart uh, there at that position. And also a Gator Collective exclusive is a preview of that with Brenton Cox as an interview. Uh, I get to sit down with Brenton Cox um, there on um, Monday night. And uh, we put that interview up on the Gator Collective website. So if you remember, you can check out the whole uh, episode whole interview there with Brenton Cox, but uh, you'll get a preview of a preview of it here on Gators Breakdown. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, click it, click it right now. Really helps us out. Also, subscribe while you're out there on YouTube. Really, really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. You get that notification when you're subscribed to Gators Breakdown of when there is a new episode. And check us out at the home of news uh, at the home of Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com. Slash Gators Breakdown. All right, here we go. Let's start with Jay Bateman and his thoughts on the Florida Gator linebacker room. No, I've been really happy with them. Obviously, got a couple of veteran guys that have played a lot of football. Um, you know, Ventrell and, and Amar done a really good job. I'm, I'm really excited about Scooby and Derek Wingo, you know, who are young guys that were kind of rotational pieces a year ago, and I think they've really improved. And then, you know, Dewan's really doing well. You know, he's, he's, he's really improving. And, uh, you know, I, I think – when I got here, everyone told me that I had one of the better rooms, and I think they're right. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this group of guys. Getting Ventrell and Amari back, how much does that 
Yeah, I mean, I think they've played a lot of football, right? They're fifth-year seniors. They understand. And by the time the season starts, they'll both be graduates of Florida. So they're obviously really bright kids. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching Amari Bernie. is like coaching like a 30-year-old you know, guy in the NFL, right? So, I mean, like he's, 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 he's a dream to coach. So I'm, I'm excited about those two guys. You know, actually, I figured it out like a week into the job. <laughs> you know, and it's like, hey, look, I mean, Ventura Miller's played a lot of football. He comes to every meeting. He's at every walkthrough. And the, and the number one thing is to graduate, right? So he's got to graduate. And so I think um, it's been great. He's been at every Saturday. We, we play better when he's there on Saturday. So uh, it, it's helped us. But it's really helped us get Scooby extra reps and get Derek extra reps. How is he as a leader? Uh, elite. Elite. He's, he's an alpha male. Everyone told me that when I got here. The first time I met him, I realized it. And I think, I think his energy, I think the level he plays at, I think it infects everybody else. Is, it, is your group a, a, would you call them a playmaking group? I sure, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I think this, I think Patrick Tony's really, really bright. I think this is a defense where linebackers are going to be in position to make big plays. And I think they will make those plays when they're in those positions. I think we, I've got a room full of good players that can all play. So I, I feel very comfortable with the depth. Obviously, you want to you have every soldier in the fight, right? So I think that's, that's our goal is to try to get all of them ready to, to, to battle. And I think they will, you know, so I'm, I'm, I think our room's going to be great. Yeah, you know, we got a great freshman coming, you know, Shamar James is really talented, who's been awesome, you know, with the, my conversations with him. So I think that room is going to be a strength for us. Man, I hope so. I hope it's a strength for that defense. And I'll bring it up again. We talked about it, uh, what, month or so, well, over a month or so ago, right around signing day. According to recruiting rankings, this is the best position on the field for the Gators as far as recruiting rankings go. It's time to live up to it. You know, there's veteran players. You heard him mention Dentro Miller and talk about how he is an elite leader. Talked about the experience of Amari Bernie. Now, do we need to see some better play from uh, Amari Bernie? Absolutely. Do we want to see Ventro Miller even take another step and become uh, a more consistent player at that, at, at that you know, middle linebacker position? There's also young, very talented players that will provide some depth. Maybe even get on the field as a starter now. It's great to have the leadership of Ventrell Miller. We'll get to hear from him uh, in the little time that he's practicing. He's still proving to be a leader, proving to be one of the best linebackers Florida has. Him missing practice doesn't seem to be hurting his production this spring. Every time he's on the field, I'm hearing he's making plays. But a blessing in disguise, maybe it's opening the door for some more players to step up, some younger players to step up. You Derek Wingo, you Scooby Williams. They're getting more reps, as you heard Bateman say. And getting the experience needed to, to fill in and play more. Add in Shamar James in the fall, and the room has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. A room that needs to play better, get better in so many areas. That recruiting profile is there. It's the most talented position on the roster. You got to play like it. We need to improve. Where, the, where, where does the need, room need to improve the most? Oh, we know where. And so does Coach Bateman. Yeah, I think it's tackling. I, th I think, you know, when I, when I, when I got here and, and, and ran all the PFFs and looked at all the plays they had, they had played in their career, you know, that was something that jumped out at me. You know, I, I think if you play linebacker in, in college football nowadays, like you, you have to be a, an elite tackler. And, uh, and, and the great thing is we actually practice in such a way that we're able to work on that craft, which is unique. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the one thing that I've, I'm hanging my head on. We got to get better at. Were you surprised at all looking at those numbers? Because it was something we brought up all the time last year. Just missed tackles. 
You know, I, I don't know if I really looked at the numbers, Nick. Nick. I, I just kind of like, hey, look, you know, this is when I watch the film, this jumps out at me. You know, so it's been more of that kind of study. But uh, certainly, you know, if you if you want to have a good defense, you got to tackle, right? And if you're and the linebackers are the primary tacklers, so they they have to be elite at it. And I think that's that's our challenge. Challenge for sure, but that is certainly music to our ears. An issue that's plagued this group, this position group, on this defense since Todd Grantham took over. It wasn't always terrible, but it was never at an acceptable level, and it ended up being terrible the last couple seasons. That's not that's not Florida Gator defense. Not what we're used to seeing. Tackling was such a huge issue, a huge component of us saying that it's not Florida Gator defense. And there are things that go into that, right? Playing confident, playing confident within the defense. We've heard how many, too many times these players, you know, the scheme, everything kind of confusing, way too much. Hard to play confident when you're not sure what you're doing. Playing with toughness and physicality, getting in the right position, taking the right angle, shedding blocks. All that goes along with being able to finish a play. Finish a play by making a tackle. And look, I I love that Bateman was blunt with the answer. Blunt about his top issue in the linebacker room because we all know it. It's no secret. You can't hide it. Like he said, numbers don't really matter all that much when you – discussed attacking issue Florida has. We all saw it. Game after game. Turn on and watch the film the last four seasons. Missed tackle after missed tackle. And you're not just the linebackers, of course. But as he said, this is that's the position group on defense that it needs to be elite. Your linebackers are your tackling machines. They lead your team in tackles. They cannot be bad at tackling. Glad to hear it's such a big emphasis this spring. And look, it's not going to be this quick fix. You know, these four weeks of spring practice, it's not going to be fixed. Got to go in the fall, and then we'll see what happens in in game time too. You know, there's a – it's not just saying, hey, I want want to go tackle better. It's not that simple. It's a a mentality that has to be instilled in this defense, this linebacker room. Starts this spring, continue in the fall. We'll see where it's at because Florida, we know game one and game two, Florida's going to have to tackle. You're playing Utah, you're playing Kentucky, teams that will line up and want to run a physical brand of football at you. Florida will know right away where we know the coaching staff wants it, where the player is going to be in improving that aspect of their game. It'll be interesting to see, but we'll get our answer pretty quick. <laughs> um, you know, Hopefully we see some in, in the spring game as well. I mean, Napier and that offense, they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to play a physical brand of, of football in the spring game as well. I'd love to see some tackling there. I'd love to see some big plays by the running backs at the same time. But when there is that one-on-one chance or there's a chance to, to gain tackle from those linebackers and that defensive line, every level of the defense, but specifically for this episode right now, we're talking about the linebackers. So if there's that one-on-one, one-on-one with a running back, make the tackle. I want to see some tackles for loss. I want to see meeting a guy – a yard, two yards down the field, and that's all that running back gets. That, that's something you know, we'll speak more on it next week, spring get, spring game week, about things we want to see. But there's there's a preview right there. I want to see some tackling. I want to see some good tackling. 
All right, besides Ventro Miller, you heard Bateman go into detail about Miller. He was also asked, also asked uh, about another player in particular, fan favorite, Dewan Black. I think he's really got DB skills, right? I mean, I, I mean, I think he really has the skill set to go play star or go play in the se- secondary. But he's, you know, he's he was up as high as two thirty. He's probably not quite that right now you know, with 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 the minute, amount of reps he's been taking. But he's really long. He's got long arms, you know. Um, you know, so I think he's got a lot of skills, and I think he's a really really good pass rusher. So I think there's a, absolutely a role for him, and it's just every, I tell him every day. You know, you've got to continue every day, every practice to increase the, what we feel comfortable with you doing and knowing. And I think as that happens, he's going to play more. Play more. That's what we want to see. DeWan Black. And look, it, it, it probably be that pairing right there. Ventro Miller, DeWan Black. I like that pairing. Bateman also said they felt Black was going to be a linebacker as soon as they got to Gainesville. Uh, and there's been a lot of thought through the fan base. And, and when he was recruited and when he come from JUCO, like where, he, where would he line up? And we wondered ourselves – um, so much last year where we would see DeWan Black play uh, would it be a safety. Would it be a, the, the nickel? Would it be linebacker? A lot of thought really of him playing that star position. Uh, but this staff doesn't seem to question at all what position uh, he will be playing. That athletic versatility that he has seems to be paying off as we're hearing practice in and practice out that Black has been a playmaker at the will linebacker position, a turnover making machine, causing turnovers, causing interceptions, I look, okay. That's the as I said, that's the the catch twenty two about spring practice. Okay, well, that's a little hit on the quarterbacks at the same time, but you do want to hear at the same time that a linebacker like the one black who we've just been eager to see get on the field going out there and making some plays. A player we've been wanting to see get on the field. We we've known his athleticism, all about just getting on the field. Look, he's got to do his part too. Uh, but now with this new coaching staff. Uh, look, he was really connected to, to that last coaching staff. We know the story. We know the links that Dan Mullen went to, to, to get DeWan Black at the University of Florida, and he, he made it. He, he made it at the University of Florida. Didn't get to play so much last year, and now we'll see uh, if with this new staff he can go in the field a bit more. But or, a remarkable story of his journey to Florida and now getting his chance. Good pairing, like I said, of him and Ventrell Miller at that spot. Miller more of that run-stuffing linebacker. Sounds like Black will be able to use his speed, rushing the passer, as well as, as well as being an asset in pass coverage from what we have been hearing so far this spring. So eager to see that athleticism at the linebacker position. Uh, kind of to extend this a little bit as well from what Bateman had to say, um, he was asked about the importance of the defensive line playing in front of the linebacker. says he's known both Sean Spencer and Mike Peterson for a while. Uh, and says while he was at North Carolina that he could never beat Peterson in recruiting. There you go. You, you like to hear that. So as, as guys, uh, last week when uh, Mike Peterson spoke to the media and I'll let you guys know the, the, the connection I have a little bit there and the good things that I have heard so far about Peterson in, in recruiting, we'll see. Hopefully it pays off uh, coming from a, a coach that used to recruit against him. Some good words right there. Uh, he says the front four, uh, uh, Bateman says the front four has some elite players, but still searching for depth at those positions. So, of course, we've got to get better play up front, too, to keep those linebackers a little more clean so they can go uh, and, and make tackles without having to, you know, having to shed so many blocks. Uh, there'll be times where they, they just have to do that. They have to get better in that regard, but you hope they don't have to do it as much. And that's why I keep stressing that defensive line up front and help you know, finding <laughs> Dervon Dexter uh, some help some some help up front there. 
All right, let's keep it going with the linebacker position and Ventrell Miller and his kind of journey this spring of being a student athlete, missing some practice uh, this spring, him coming back as well. But, you know, really just kind of dealing with that class schedule, limiting his participation this spring. You know, I'm a competitor, so I was a little bummed, but I'm trying to get my degree also. So it's both to both worlds, and I was coming back from injury, so. Made the most of what I, what I, the reps I do get. What was the process like? I mean, did you, when you, I'm sure when you were recovering, was there a thought in your mind that you'd come back to Gainesville or were you looking at the NFL or when did you make that decision? Uh, later on, I felt like I had the opportunity, but like I, I, I didn't feel right like leaving the ball without finishing. I didn't feel right just leaving without having a good year to finish out with. So last year with the injury, walk us through sort of what you went through mentally. Uh, definitely, it's always tough when you um injured, but it was just a learning experience. Um, getting my rehab band, stuff like that. Where you at as far as being all the way back? Uh, feeling feeling pretty good. I'm doing everything, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, they, my my uh training staff done an excellent job preparing me, getting me right. So. What's your catch-up process like when you miss a practice Tuesday and Thursday? Who, you, who do you call? How do you review film? Uh, well, I, well, I definitely uh, I take a look at the practice on film. Um, but like during walkthroughs and stuff, I'm definitely locked in trying to get my mental reps, so I'm not really missing out on too much. Until some of this young group of linebackers prove themselves, Florida needs Ventro Miller. Florida needs Ventro Miller out there at that linebacker position. We saw it last year too many times. The the his leadership, his skill set, his experience. You know, Tyron Hopper transferred out. That left a big experience hole. And just fly just Florida linebacker position. You know, Hopper gained a lot of experience last year and then decides to transfer. It's a good thing Miller's able to take some part in spring to give that room some experience to go along with the potential of other players out there. But like I said, it's been a kind of blessing in disguise uh, that – you know, probably we may look at it different if we didn't hear that he's also performing well at the same time while he has a limited schedule. So with that, you do get the blessing in disguise of, okay, well, he's missing some time. Let's get some of those young linebackers even more experienced this spring. Uh, Ventro Miller, uh, play, he's played a lot of football. <laughs> he's played a lot of football all the way back to 2017 and that recruiting class. Ventro Miller has been around for a while. He's seen it all. Uh, and you're know, looking to take that next step as well, become a more uh, complete linebacker. Now he's, not ever going to excel in, in pass coverage. And I don't think he'll, he's going to be asked to do that a whole lot. Uh, you know, some of those formations with the creepers and, and all that and having to drop back in coverage when somebody else is rushing, he'll be asked to do that uh, some from that linebacker position. But, you know, for the most part, we're looking at him to be that tough, physical, run-stuffing linebacker uh, and missed that last year, missed that last year. So hopefully – in his last go-around, he gets to, uh, to show his game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, last little bit from Ventro Miller is on, on the skater staff, and specifically uh, the linebacker position. But the staff, starting with Jay Bateman and then shifting to Patrick Tony 
and the simplicity of the defense. That man, he's a pretty, he's a pretty, uh, I don't know, he's going to be mad at me. He's not the best looking guy, but nah, he, he, he knows what he's talking about, though. He's definitely uh, brought a little swagger to the room, uh, definitely love joking with him and just the what he knows and just, he's done a great job just putting us in position to make plays. Has he done anything technique-wise that's maybe different than he's done in the past? Uh, yeah, he has, his, he has his drills, like just learning like new techniques for just their defense they we have new techniques that we got to learn um he's incorporating those and um individual he's just done a great job what do you think of tony and his defense how has it made it kind of easier for if it is easier for some uh, yeah, guys coach pt just definitely made it simpler uh just just we knowing just really becoming a student of the game knowing everything like what's happening up front like i, I feel like they made it simpler in that end so we know more what's going on um yeah, Coach PT just done a great job. Do you think the simplicity of having Tony's defense while actually playing R3 is kind of focusing on? Uh, most definitely. Like the, I feel like the less you, you got to uh, think about, the more faster you're going to play. So he's definitely done a great job with that, uh, simplifying it down, making sure everybody just playing fast and really just communicating out there what, what everybody needs to be doing. Well, we heard tackling earlier uh, as a huge issue that's being worked on. And now maybe with a simplified approach on defense, the communication that we have seen for the last couple of years uh, also improving with, with, with this defense. And, of course, look, we expected to hear this. I mean, a lot of this is we, we want to hear about good vibes. We want to hear about what's better and what's different. Right now in our eyes as fans, everything that is different is going to sound better. Now, we have to see it play out that way. I mean, we know the things Florida has to work on. And as, as Miller said, you know, they're working on a simplified approach so the communication is easier. They can go out there and play faster. There still will be some transition. I don't, can you snap your fingers and it automatically is better? I hope so. I, mean, I hope these changes are just – I hope that's just all these players need to go out there and perform better on defense. But kind of naive to think it's that easy. I hope it is. I hope – just this simplified approach on defense makes these guys play faster, makes these guys play smarter. Now they're in position to make tackles. You know, but there's a mental approach as well, as I said, going back to, to the tackling and the physicality part of it too. That's a lot on the players as well. They've got to take part in taking the necessary steps to get to that point. So while it, it is, don't get me wrong, it is great to hear about we're working on tackling, we're working about on communication, we're working about uh, working on in. To, to, to install this simpler defense, and that's going to make the difference. It should, and it will. How much? A lot of that, that how fast can the players take to it? And we, we, we won't know those answers. We can sit here and guess all we want to. It sounds good on the surface. It really does. And it's better than hearing. I mean, and these are the things we're going to hear in, in, in a public forum, in a public setting. It's just the nature of a coaching change. All the new stuff is better. <laughs> and... These things, we know they need to work on. We're not going to get our answer until this fall. But, you know, the fan, in, the fan in us loves hearing this. We know it's being focused on. Let's hope, it, let's, let's hope that's all this team needed, just to change a different approach. Ultimately, yes, that's exactly what they needed. How long would that take? Don't know the answer to that yet. We gotta wait till the season. All right, as I also tease coming up in this episode, Kingsley Equicon. Uh, so we'll shift to the offense and the offensive line. And let's hear from Kingsley on the progress of the offensive line so far this spring. Hey, I, 
I don't want to speak too much on that, but I, I like where we're looking, like where we're headed right now, like as a unit, like, and it ultimately starts with me because I'm the center, you know what I mean? I feel like if I can keep improving, keep getting better from build off of what I did last season and I can spread it to my guys, it will spread to the young guys and so on and so forth. But I, I really like what I'm seeing from my guys right now. We got, we're not anywhere close to where we want to be. We got a lot of work we need to do this summer and our, they already know what it is. I already told them we're here every day, like getting it in, but I think I think we have a lot of potential to do some real great things on the O line and help our team. Well, more positive <laughs> in a position group that we want to see uh, in the improvement there. Look, he was Kingsley coming in at center last year. I mean, he sounds so upbeat about where this offensive line stands right now. He was a nice newcomer along that offensive line last season. wasn't wasn't much of a liability, you know, stepping in in, in his first year and, and playing injured a bit too. Uh, he let us know uh, right here in the media session as well that he suffered a leg injury uh, or in the earlier part of the season, played through it, getting shots before a couple of games just to go out there and play. Uh, so you know, as bad as the season was, they were, they were all going through it. And, you know, this offensive line, they, they dealt with injuries some last season as well. That did help contribute into the dip in production we saw after such a great start to the season. I think they even should have been relied on a bit more uh, as the season went on. Run the ball behind him even more. I felt like Mullen tried to try tried to throw the ball too much, not let the offensive line control the game. That was Mullen playing the numbers game way too much. Uh, fell into what defenses wanted Florida to run, what they wanted that Florida offense to do. Does sound like this group's coming along nicely and finding those seven to eight players that we thought they would kind of be able to count on this spring. Hopefully more as the spring progresses, hopefully more with a new look of having two new coaches at the position. Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton coaching these guys, even more assistants, graduate assistants out there helping coach this offensive line as well. Here's what Eggleton had to say on such a large staff. I think it, it divides the group in a good way. Like it kind of gives us a chance to like get more reps in, get more work in. So like, you know, we're perfecting our craft and whatnot. And also I think having those multiple coaches it kind of gives us a good plan and like we have different resources to go to when it comes to, oh, we need to learn the playbook. Oh, we need to watch film. Like I got a couple things I'm about to go watch film with coach. Correct. To get it right. So we don't have these mess ups. You know what I mean? But I enjoy, honestly, I enjoy having all the all the coaches. There's just more resources for us to get better and honestly improve ourselves. Well, that's what we want to see. Improvement there up front on the offensive line uh, with the, the, with this style of play, this physical style of play. Billy Napier's brand of football, Billy Napier's history as being a head coach the last four years at Louisiana, having a very, very strong offensive line. That's that's what we want to see at Florida, too. And with what Florida has, these seven to eight players that we're hearing about, the starting five and a couple of depth pieces right now as well, along with that running game, with what Florida has in that running back room, we kind of expect maybe to see, at least initially, a lot of what we saw at Louisiana in style of play here with such a strong running attack. Now, hopefully Anthony Richardson can open up the offense with, with his potential at, at the quarterback position, but we're still going to see a lot. I mean, this running back room and this offensive line, if they can play to maybe where we think they can, it will open up the passing game. It'll make it easier for Anthony Richardson. It'll make it easier for those wide receivers, leaving a lot of one-on-one coverage. It's going to start up front. It's going to start up front with this offensive line. So hopefully – having even more eyes on the offensive line position. I mean, Billy Napier said it in his opening press conference. Hey, the secondary has two different coaches. Why can't the offensive line? 
Coach the outside guys, coach the inside guys. I'm eager to see. It's worked so far on a lower level. Eager to see if that can translate to SEC play at Florida. All right, there we go. Caught up with some of the player media and players and coaches, media availability this week. But also coming out this week, even more information about the orange and blue game. Finally get a spring game again. Remember, it has been moved from Saturday, April 16th to Thursday, April 14th, 7.30 p.m., of course. And here are some details. Figured I'd share them with you guys since the, you know, there is a big change uh, with it being on a Thursday night. The mission is free. Kickoff is set for 7.30. Gates open at 6 p.m. Gator walk is scheduled for 5 o'clock. Swamp alumni and WWE superstar Titus O'Neill will set the tone as the team takes the field. And even more, all non-reserved parking on campus will be available at 3.30. So a little bit of time to tailgate if you want to go tailgate there. As non-reserved parking on campus will be available starting at 3.30. Free shuttle service from the parking garage. Parking garage 109 starting at 5.30. And what is the format of the spring game? Seems to be a little more competitive than what we've seen in the past. Team will split into two teams and will practice separately during the last week of spring camp. On game day, the teams will run out of separate tunnels using both the home and visiting locker rooms. Wonder how they're going to determine who comes out of the, you know, what team gets the gets to come out of the the main tunnel at the swamp. You know, those guys I feel even better <laughs> about that than the other team running out of the visiting locker room. Game will feature four quarters, a 15-minute halftime, and a running clock with the exception of the last four minutes of each half. The clock will also stop for penalties, change of possession, and scores. Competition between the two teams will serve as a way for fans to experience a Gators game day at the Swamp. So there you go, your details for the orange and blue game. Ready for it. Ready for uh Still wish it was on Saturday, but be uh, be pretty cool. Hopefully all the recruits are in the building that Thursday for the spring game. Students stick around before they leave for the Easter holiday. So there we go. All right, to end this episode, my one-on-one with the Gator Collective. And that was an exclusive interview with Brenton Cox. I really enjoyed this one. Um, aside of Brenton Cox, we don't really get to see a whole lot. Uh, so head to the Gator Collective if you want to check out the full interview. But uh, here's a preview. Here's a preview of that interview that you can get at the Gator Collective. Has it has it really hit you yet, man, that this is probably your, your, your last season, your, your last go-around, your last year playing college football? Has it, has it really hit you yet? I know the coaching changes, and this is now just spring and, and all that, but has, has it hit you yet that this is probably your final go-around? Yeah, I mean, it definitely hit me already. It hit me last year, to be honest. I thought I was going to be gone last year, but, you know, this, this year is the one. This is the one for me, so um, I'm just ready to move, move on with it, get going with it, you know, um, get the season started and, you know, Take on my take on my dreams, take on my accomplishments. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, to get there, to get to that point, uh, you guys went on spring break. Uh, you, you you were going to start spring ball the week after that, but 
I don't think there was much of a spring break for Brenton Cox. So I saw the videos out there and I was sharing on social media and you were working on your craft. You were trying to get better. Uh, what was the, the thought process of, uh, did you, get, first of all, I guess I'll ask the question, did you get any bit of a spring break? Uh, but, you know, what, what went behind, you know, at least working on during some of the spring break uh, and working on your craft to try and become a better player? You know, I'm a simple guy. You know, I mean, a spring break to me, away from football is just relaxing at home. So, I mean, it don't take much to please me. But at the end of the day, I did actually have a good time. Um, we went to the beach. I took my dog to the beach um, when I wasn't working out. You know, I worked out from probably, I would say, 8.30 to 2.30. So, um, I mean, it was tough, but, I mean, that's what, just what I signed up for. So, I was just, that's what I wanted to do. Anything particular you were working on or who you were working with during spring break to, you know, to make sure you, you get your game ready for uh, spring practice? Yeah, I was down there on Fort Myers Beach working with Nathan O'Neill. Um, I was really working, you know, like perfecting my moves, basically, because, um, you know, I was jack off trades. I can do a lot of things, but to me, I was a master of none. So, you know, perfecting a couple of moves that I can definitely go with, like on, a, on an every down basis is what I, me and Nathan was really working on. <clears throat> All right, so if anyone knows you from, from last season, we go back a year ago, you were nowhere near uh, 100% at any point of the season. Uh, there was a question out there if you would even play towards the beginning of the season. You were out right. there game one, giving it your all. Uh, and it would have been easy uh, to use that as, as an excuse. But, you know, you took ownership last week. You, you met with the media. You, you talked to the media. And you took ownership last week, admitted taking some plays off. Why did, you, why did you feel the need to, to come out and take ownership of, of, of that aspect of your game last year? And, you know, one more time, a refresher for everybody, you know, just, you know, how injured were you when you played last year? Um, I don't really want to get into depth about, like, going into the season and how, how bad it was. But, I mean, it was definitely late. Uh, it, was, it was late. I had the surgery late. So it was questionable whether I should play or not. Should I sit this season out? Um but, you know, knowing me, I wanted to give it all I had. I felt like I could still dominate at a high level, even though I was hurt. So, um, you know, I just decided to go out there and give it a shot. But, I mean, as far as me not hustling and stuff like that, it's like you said, it's real easy to blame it on the injury. And I just felt like that wasn't the case. You know, a lot of people are hurt. A lot of people have done, done it in worse situations than me. So I felt like, you know, as me, as the man I am, I felt like I should have I gave it gave the game more than I, than I did, you know, even though, I mean, I did, I did everything on paper. Like I did, gave it everything I got, but inside I felt like I could have did more. So there you go. Hear even more from Brenton Cox exclusively at thegatorcollective.com. You can scan the QR code there on the screen or click on the link in the description, but sign in. It'll be right there on your dashboard. And we go on to discuss his transfer from Georgia, other aspect of his game that he's working on, as well as working with Mike Peterson and Sean and Sean Spencer. I asked him about that, too, because he'll have his hand in the dirt. So he'll be working with Sean Spencer as well. Uh, and even some personal stuff about his hobbies. And, hey, he's a, he, he likes to cook. So hear even more about that from Brenton Cox exclusively on the Gator Collective, bringing you closer to your favorite players. One huge benefit of name, image, and likeness is, is opportunities like this. These interviews bring you engagement like never before. It, it helps these players build their brand. The current players see this. Current players share this with recruits that are very interested in name, image, and likeness opportunities 
at the University of Florida and what Florida has to offer there. It has made a difference. It is making a difference. It needs to continue to make a difference. So if you want exclusive access to the type of interviews, player appearances, giveaways, and more big ticket items coming your way, then commit to the Gator Collective. One more time, link is in the description. Or if you're watching, you can scan that QR code right there. I know some of the things they're working on and to, you know, that they're trying to give back to the fans that have joined. Pretty unique experiences coming up through the Gator Collective. One more time, thanks to Brenton Cox for giving us that opportunity to hear his story, get to know him a bit more. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.